0: I'm gay, and I'm your host Geraldo Rivera, you're tuned into Geraldo's Edge Game. Season 2, Season 2 Episode 1 AKA Episode 11. I decided not to give up on my dreams and uh, this is my new full time job and so I'm taking it seriously and decided to dress appropriately for the job uh, in case you actually watch pay attention to what i wear Uh, this is the classic Geraldo look if you watch Geraldo the daytime television show this is the look i decided uh yeah, I still have to finish up my up my real job. I have one more week of that, and then uh, then you'll have me all to yourself. So hit me up. Hit me up if you'd like a custom Coomcast of me, Geraldo. And I'll even say your name, maybe. I wanted to start season two by talking about my stepfather. No particular reason. There's no occasion today. I just didn't want to leave him out since the last two episodes were my biological mother and father. I thought I should do one for stepfather, stepdaddy. Uh... He's not as, uh, you know, not as traumatic, I think, as the other parents. He did come in later in life. And so I had not quite as much. I, I didn't take as much of what he did as personally, which is almost a nice thing. It's almost nicer to have a uh, a step parent or a step guardian fill in and and traumatize you than someone that you're supposed to like love and trust more almost. So just to preface it, I was told that the mother one was a little bit, the mommy episode was a little heavy. I didn't think, I didn't think so. I thought it was pretty, I thought I kept it pretty light. But, uh, you know, again, in case you're not familiar, this is the the podcast where I, uh, trauma dump while I jerk off and try to sexualize my own trauma, blah, 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 POV. You're my therapist. Uh, POV, we matched on Tinder and, uh, first date. I'm just telling you everything that's wrong with me and I don't let you talk. Okay. So stepdad, uh, I don't know where to start with this. It, my mom, uh, we were broke like after my parents' divorce, they were broke the whole time. But, uh, when she was a single mom, especially she was, uh, we were pretty, Uh, we were chilling, but like, you know, paycheck to paycheck kind of deal and trying to cut corners where we could. And, um, so every summer she would, and I, I saw, I I think it's a nice thing. She would send me to my rich, uh, aunt's cousin's house about hour and a half away, still in PA. Um, you know, like five bedroom house type of deal for two kids um and i get to hang out with my rich cousins and and play video games all summer so that my mom could uh one i guess save money on childcare, and two um just have time to uh, work full-time because she was working uh nights she was working nights full-time and then i think got a second job or whatever anyway so you know I'd, i'd be i'd be out three months and uh Instead of summer camp, we would just, I don't know, we would just dick around. We watched a lot of Adult Swim and, like, play CSGO and, like, not CSGO. we played Counter-Strike, uh, fuck, the old Counter-Strike. Um, and we would go to Dorney Park, and they lived, like, pretty close to Dorney Park and uh, got season passes. So I, I, I got to live the good life every summer got a taste of it before I went back to my squalor if that's the right word. Uh, back to my my humble uh, town townhouse apartment. Um, and I guess one of these summers I think it was actually pretty early. I think it was like first grade or something. I came back and my mom had met and introduced me to uh a man named Robert and i was told they met in uh in the 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 garden whatever plant section of uh, a local grocery store cuz my my mom's into into gardening do you like that do you like my gay ass red shorts uh and I remember you know I don't remember a whole lot about the early impressions but I I know I thought I, I'm sure I thought he was cool because on paper he's like you know uh looks like Bruce Willis but like fatter and then uh he drove a motorcycle he rode he had he had two motorcycles and he worked as like a like a handyman electrician whatever you know he's a he has a a technical skill that's manly and he's a handyman, whatever, you know? So I'm sure on paper I was like, well, that's the most like, that's, that's definitely like more of what I thought a dad would be, uh, based on like commercials and and television, uh, and movies compared to my dad at the time, my real dad. Uh, and so I was probably like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and I remember my mom asking me, like, is this guy cool? Like, what do you think? And um, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, what? Well, I don't know. What does a six year old have perspective on? Like, what's a good guy or not? Um, you know, on paper, he looked similar to my dad as well. He just bald, white guy with, with glasses. This time he wasn't Italian. He was just, uh, I don't know, Irish or something, maybe. And, uh, the one thing that I think wasn't mentioned when I was asked to give my approval was, uh, you know, does he does he like kids? Uh, and, it, and it turned out he did not. And he was actually uh, pretty firm about that. He made he made that pretty clear that he was not a fan of children, which you think would be kind of a. I, I don't know. I, I Personally, I would think that would disqualify you but from 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 dating my mom who who had a child but it turns out it's not a deal breaker in at, at that time in that day and age uh which i guess would have been actually i guess uh yeah maybe maybe close to 911 i don't know it's around nine eleven it's around nine eleven is when when they met when they started dating, so don't know if this is pre or post don't know if that's significant or not i don't I don't have that much perspective, but uh nonetheless, he did not like children, and I guess that didn't really become super evident to me because I think growing up alone it was just me and my mom and I had, I had friends, you know, it's not like I didn't have friends my age, but I always found myself, you know, kind of shifting towards, I don't know, hanging out with older kids. I, I liked always my, my friends, like older siblings. Um, I don't know if it's cause it made me feel cooler or what, or just because like I felt more mature just because I had to be more mature for my mom on, on one part, you know, just cause I was home alone a lot Uh, and this is like through elementary school. I'm not talking just like up to first grade. So like through elementary school, I felt like I was alone most of the time. Um, and I always felt better than the, the kids my age. I was one of those, one of those kids. Um, I was just so much more like insightful and like experienced and, and like dark and shit. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's why Rob maybe they decided that's that it'd be cool for Rob to be a, 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 my father figure because I was already uh, an adult. I was I was I met a threshold of, you know, maturity for him, to to withstand, and eventually I would just grow into uh, my adulthood sooner, with his with his help. Uh, and I remember like he he doesn't have he didn't really have a dad. Is what I what I heard is that his dad passed away, you know, pretty early on. So he was a mama's boy. I think he was an only child, and so that had a lot to do with how he acted as a as a father. I think his dad died in maybe a war. Or it was like some something war related. I don't know. I, he never really told me, but uh, he I my impression of his parenting style in retrospect is that he learned most of it from watching uh too many movies and 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 television shows and and kind of picking up on the father roles from media um which isn't the worst, you know, I think a lot of depictions of fatherhood up to that point were pretty like boring and wholesome and like you know sport you know he'd call me sport he'd call me bud and uh never called me champ I don't think that was related to anything because I wasn't uh I wasn't really much of an athlete and he wasn't interested in sports so that's the one thing he was missing is he wasn't much of a sport guy you know he wasn't masculine in that sense but that was good for me I was glad I was actually glad that he wasn't into sports and that didn't I, ne- I never felt pressured to like fake like something like with my, with my real dad, I had to pretend I liked baseball for a long time and, um, bowling isn't a sport, but that one I actually liked. So me and my dad bowled a lot, but anyway, I remember my stepdad, he bought me, um, he would like buy me these things that, you know, I think you imagine like a guy is supposed to have growing up, you know, things that you, you get along the way, rites of passage per se, uh, and I remember, I think one of the first things he got me was uh, like a wallet, um, and he got me like a, a web, like a leather, a black leather wallet. Like it wasn't like for kids. This was just like a legit, like a nice. It was actually a nice wallet. I, I didn't know it at the time. I was just like that's cool. Like I don't have money to put in it, but I just remember having this really like nice leather wallet, this trifold wallet, uh, with the room for all my you know, credit cards I had at the time and school IDs, I guess. Um, And I am pretty sure I was like, it had to have been before third grade because it was still at this old house. And um, yeah, he bought me that. And I kept that one actually for the longest time. I think I rocked that up through like high school. But even though I got other wallets in the meantime that were more uh, age appropriate, you know, we got the, the like, the fucking neon, like, orange Velcro wallet. I don't know. They gave us that, like, sometime in school just to, like, teach us money management. So we got these cheap wallets, which seemed cooler, but I didn't want to get rid of my adult leather wallet. And then he bought me, like, uh, he bought me a baseball glove, which, you know, it, it, it's, like, quintessential, like, something i guess a dad and his son bond over that but it's funny though because he doesn't he doesn't play and he didn't have his own glove he didn't we didn't have a baseball actually i didn't have a baseball to with which to use the glove um, and the main thing wrong with it was that it was an, an adult sized glove it was an adult sized glove um and i was again like 7 I was like six or seven when I received this gift. Um, And it's one of those things that I I learned there was this pattern to Rob and the way he like buys things. And he buys things for, he buys quality, but like it's, I I think it's meant to be the most practical option. Like that that would last you the longest, you know, and you'll get the most use out of it. But I think for when it comes to buying for a kid, he didn't understand the idea of it being impractical because it was too, uh like hefty or too like durable so he bought this really nice glove and it was too big and just it was like this idea that i would grow into it again um and i never did it's actually still i still have it i still have it because i never i tried breaking it in for so many years and i thought maybe if i just ever need it i have one but uh I never... It's still way too big for me. So I feel like it's even bigger than... I mean, I don't have small hands, but it's like... I have a normal adult size hands, I think, relatively. And uh, yeah, this club, I think, was just too... I feel like it was too big for him when I think about it. Um, But I was just thankful for, uh, you know, the gift regardless. And then... Uh, and then he bought me a bike. And the bike was the coolest one. And, and I really you know, that's super cool of him to buy me a bike. Again, the kicker is that he bought me a bike that was so fucking heavy. It was so fucking heavy. And I still don't really understand. I never looked into it, but, uh, it was, a um, a Harrow or a Haro bike, which is, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know anything about bikes, but I found out later from my my neighbor friends that like, that was a, like a really nice, like, like brand or like company, uh, bike, like really like quality stuff. But the bike he bought me specifically was this BMX bike. And I felt like it was, I didn't understand how it could be a BMX bike. Cause it was so heavy. I felt like you needed to really be like a fucking pro to like do any tricks on it, to actually get it anywhere. I felt like it was maybe meant to just always be grounded. But for me who was like, I don't know how much I weighed. I don't, let's just say 70 pounds or something. It probably weighed like, the bike itself probably weighed, I don't know, like 40 pounds or 50 pounds. I don't know. I don't know. I, I It just felt like too much. The point is that I couldn't, I couldn't pedal it up a hill. I couldn't get it up a hill and it wasn't, it didn't have gears. It was just a fixie, single gear BMX bike with big ass pegs and it looked fucking cool, but I looked fucking lame having to push it all around town because I couldn't get it up the fucking hill. Okay. And I think it like hindered me from learning how to ride a bike properly for a while. Um, I was really slow learning a lot of the basics, you know, swimming, riding bike, roller skating, all those things. Cause I just felt like I always had that bike, especially that was like, that just made it infinitely harder for me to, <laughs> to get comfortable Um, but again, that bike lasted me. I still, I still have that bike. It's still somewhere back in Pennsylvania, but I don't like to say he was right, but I mean, it's, I don't ride it now. So now that I can like ride it appropriately, it doesn't, I have no use for it, but Hey, he tried. Okay. He tried. He learned, he learned from the best and he did what he thought he was supposed to do as a, uh, as the stepdad entering my life. Um, what else, what else did he do? He, you know, the, okay. So the motorcycle, he's a biker guy. And I, I might've mentioned in my previous episodes that I used to, uh, steal his, his biker babe mags, his magazines. He had a biker babe collection of, uh, I have to look up the name, but it's a good, it was a good series. I actually would, su- I would subscribe now um, to the newsletter, but I think I got the impression that he, he he's a bit of like a reformed, I think he was a porn addict. I think he was addicted to porn prior to have having met my mom. And for whatever reason, he kept uh, a few of the biker mags. Oh, the reason I say this is because he had, um, quite a collection of VHS tapes, a VHS pornography that I, I found. and, And I, I would, I would steal one at a time and, uh, sometimes jerk off to, uh, in the living room on the VCR. Um, and it was like old stuff too. It was like really hairy, just full Bush, which I just want to say, I think we will be returning to full Bush and porn uh, shortly. I just want to call it now. I think full hair is going to be, it's it's coming. It's coming. Don't know why. Don't ask me why. I just, I'm just saying it has to be, it's about time. You know, trends are are cyclical and I think it's time for, for full Bush to come back. Okay. Anyway, so I think he was addicted to porn prior to meeting my mom. I think he had recovered, you know, and he just somehow kept the relics and is able to just couldn't bring himself to to get rid of it. I don't know. It's quite an investment. I'm sure it was very expensive to collect tapes, you know. Um and he also had to quit smoking. So he had this weird like, you know, he was in his forties at this point, so you know, it seems like he had been through his shit, was ready to settle down, kinda of thing. So we caught him on the tail end of that, and I guess his previous like girlfriend was also Asian. Was also one of the the few, one of the the, the three Asian women in, in all of Lancaster like uh, county. So he had I think run through the other two, and, and then found my mom. Um, and you know my mom, she loves the white boys. Uh, I don't know if she liked him because of the motorcycle, but I do remember we would ride it quite a bit and i was always sold on that that was always really fucking cool um but he was like the corny he's <laughs> i thought it was cool regardless but uh i realized soon enough that he was one of the corny the corny biker guys um he didn't really have a gang which i thought was interesting he was kind of more of a loner you know you tend to think of a lot of bikers like rolling up together but he tended to be uh solo but respectful of other Bikers always did the wave, you know, like you're supposed to, the, the, he would always chuck out deuces. And, uh, but he wore like, <laughs> he would wear the assless chaps. He wore assless chaps. He had, he always had the black boots and he would wear the the leather, the leather vest over, a uh, a, a graphic tee, a tucked in graphic tee, usually something perverted. Like he always wore this one that, um, was the, the tricks rabbit and it said silly rabbit, uh, dicks are for chick. oh no it said-, <laughs> <laughs> it said it said silly faggot dicks are for chicks uh and he would he would wear that one and i remember eventually he he retired that one because it was like getting too many holes in it and then uh my mom my mom would wear a lot of his older like big t-shirts as like sleep shirts and i remember when she started wearing that one uh i thought it was so i thought it was so funny um because she didn't really like she like gets its it's like a joke, but she doesn't really see like any, anything wrong with, with any of his problematic shirts. And he would have shirts like that. And then, um, on his car and then on his, uh, his motorcycle helmets, like his spare helmets that he would like have me wear. He had all these like raunchy, like corny ass stickers that were like, um, like God wouldn't have made a woman's pussy look like a taco. If you weren't supposed to eat it or or something like that. Uh, or like, I fuck on the first date. Literally, that's that's one of them. That's one I, I don't forget is he had a sticker right in the front that said, I I fuck on the first date. I'm going to find a picture of it because I, I I wanted to document it so it wasn't it's just a distant memory of mine. But, yeah, he had a bunch of – I would wear that. I'd wear that when I was, like, eight, you know. I'd wear that when I was eight and uh, riding in the back of his motorcycle and we'd drive around town. I fuck on the first date. Um, he was nice, you know, early on, it was helpful to have him around. I think, I don't know if my mom saw it, if she, she said it was cause she was lonely and I'm sure that's true. Uh, I, but I also think it was for practical reasons of having someone, you know, having just another parent to like help, help out, you know, someone who was handy, someone who could help pay bills, someone who was stable. Um, and also someone who was white, uh, you know, to help us, you know, elevate, you know, and get by in this white ass town. We needed a white guy. I was white enough, but, you know, I didn't have any, you know, I was just a kid. So we needed a white daddy to get us into, into the olive garden, you know, get us into the olive garden every weekend. And that's something we actually did very often It was every weekend we would, I I, I don't know what, you know what the deal was why you're such a big fan but i think he just like tends to be very like he likes pattern he likes uh rep, you know he he gets used to a, a pattern he gets comfortable with a thing and he just then he'll just kind of do that for a long time and I, our pattern was every weekend going to olive garden going to the olive garden and uh he usually got eggplant parm and then uh My mom and I, obviously we got tired very quickly and we tried like literally everything on the menu over the course of many years as as their menu changed, we've tried everything. So I do not, I don't hate it. I, I never like got to the point where I hate it, but I definitely, it's definitely a weird joke now between my mom and I, like, if I haven't seen my mom for a while, we, we sometimes like to just kid about, we'll just go, we'll go to Olive Garden ironically it's not because we're like too good for it now or anything. It's just because we've had it so many times. It's like to go without Rob is, is really funny to us. Um, uh, and then for me to go alone would be, uh, very funny, but sad. Maybe I'll go today. Uh, we would go to the olive garden and then like, we'd get too full and then we'd walk it off. At uh, right next to the Olive Garden was uh, a store called Ollies, which I think is a chain. I think there's a chain of of Ollies, but it's just like this like discount warehouse type of store, I think. And, and they just would get like surplus goods, but like Ollies is like it's it's it has the feel of a Costco, but not the deals of a Costco. It's like it has the the unfinished like, you know, gray concrete flooring and just like high ceilings with the buzzing, you know, fluorescent lights. Um, the difference is that there's like a mascot, like there's actually a guy named Ollie. It's like, Ollie is the guy and he has like a bunch of corny, like, like ads that just say like, uh, can't think of any good ones, but it's just like the whole place is decorated with this guy's fucking face. Uh, and him doing really weird shit, and then we would just go, and um, they just like to, they just like to peruse and shop, uh, but not they would buy like one thing, but we would be there for like two hours, and I would just sit in the the they had a bunch of books actually, and I would just read, I'd read like Stephen King for some reason, I would I liked reading Stephen King when I was a child because it felt it felt like dark and like ooh like you know it was exciting for me at the time, but. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you that detail. It's just, it's just, I feel like that was such a big part of my childhood was doing that, was doing that. And then we walk around the mall, we'd walk, walk around the mall and I'd just hang out in the video game section and just read the back of boxes and then like just pray I could get one game. Maybe, maybe that was a lot. That was a lot. That was like every weekend I'd do that. We would do that. Sometimes we would go to uh, Carrabba's when Carrabba's opened across the street. Sometimes we would go, but then he would he would just complain about how it wasn't basically the Olive Garden. <laughs> uh, the other thing we would do, okay, so that was Saturday. We'd do that Saturdays, and then Sunday, Sunday he had off, so he would take me he would drop me off at um at Sunday school. And what's funny is that, you know, I think this is part of his like reformed, you know, no porn, no smoking, no whatever, just being a better person is because of, I guess he found God or at least had like read the Bible or something or had some kind of weird, some had some kind of belief system that wasn't exactly maybe entirely Christian. I don't know. Maybe he just like had a, you know, more unit Unitarian look of, religion had had a bunch of different influences cause he definitely like, I, I felt like he was somewhat religious, but we just never wanted, he didn't, he, I don't think he really believed in going to church to like worship necessarily. Um, and we like went to a Catholic church. Um, I went to two actually, I started Sunday school at one and then we moved and went to another and, um, you know, he, would drop me off, but we never, we never went to church. We never went to mass, which was funny, which was funny. Not my mom, not, she didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we stopped going, I think, when like Rob moved in with us, I think. Like we used to go to the Sunday school or I don't know, I would go to the, my, my Sunday school and then we'd go to mass afterwards. But then it just became like, I'm just gonna drop you off and then I'll pick you up afterwards after an hour. So the point is they were, they were, you know, pushing me into Catholicism, but weren't really that into it themselves, which was nice, which was nice. Um, and you know, I never got, you know, unfortunately I wasn't cute enough. My, my priest never, never touched me, but apparently our church, uh, was one of the ones who had to cover up our, uh, we had to cover up our father's, um, you know i guess we'll call them uh, misdemeanors his sins he he apparently did uh, molest some children not my friends apparently but not my circle and not me i wasn't around church enough i guess if i because i didn't go to mass and i didn't go to confession but i did go to sunday school and uh and then yeah and then after sunday school which i I should mention if if you have ever gone to like any Sunday school courses or if you went to private school you just have to understand like they're like the worst kids. I feel like they're like the worst kid. They like they you see the kids from your school going to your same Sunday school ca- like class and they ended up being like the biggest like burnouts, fucking like and like idiots and retards, I feel like, or like giant sluts. I don't know where I fit in. I don't know why I didn't. uh, I think it's because I didn't get confirmed. That, uh, that was the point. That was the point is that I, I was different because I went through Sunday school and had the balls to just be like, no, I'm actually not, I'm actually not an adult in this, this community. I actually don't believe in this at all. So I don't want to lie anymore and just like go through with it to make my mom happy. And um surprisingly, like they both my parents were cool with it. I, I don't remember having even a discussion about like I don't think I had to tell them anything. I was just like, um I think we were like the morning of I was supposed to get confirmed. Like I did all my volunteer stuff, I did all my requirements, blah blah blah. And then like the day came and I was just like, eh. It was just like didn't go. We just like I just didn't get up. I just I just slept in and that was it. <laughs> which is super cool. Uh which is very surprising. Um, but what was the point? Oh, the point was that after Sunday school, every, every week we would go to McDonald's. I would, I would get McDonald's breakfast like once a week for like fucking like six years for like six years straight. Um, I I guess breaks when I'd go away for the summer, but I I swear to God, we would immediately after church picked me up in his in his Subaru Outback that just like smelled like a hot leather and 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 that green polo cologne if you've ever smelled that it just smells like I don't know maybe because I just have a negative association with it but I just think it smells like fucking like the old it's like old man cologne it's just like weirdly musty and earthy but I guess it makes sense for him but if you ever smell the green that green shit man oh And throw up, uh, and then we yeah, and we would do and it would just be a silent car ride. And he just never liked the radio on. I think he just liked to listen to his car, like work, so that way he could like make sure it was operating correctly. I don't know, but we, (laughs) I'd always have to ask to turn the radio on, and it was always like awkward. I always felt like it was like, uh, uh, he was doing me a big favor by letting me listen to the radio in his car. So mostly silent car rides to avoid that. Um, and he, he's, you know, he was at that age where he makes, you just, he just makes a lot of noise for no reason. Like where he just makes like a lot of, whew, you know, a lot of breathy noises, like, whew, you know, oof, like just grunts, just, he wasn't even that old. I don't know. He just like everything he did. It was like, a, there was a, a sound effect. um, And he would just do that kind of like while driving, you know, just hum like diddles and like yep, 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 you know, like that, like constantly Uh, don't know how I didn't pick up on that. Somehow I'm not that guy now, but uh, Jesus Christ, I hated it. Uh, And then we go to McDonald's and he would get the same shit every week uh always get that coffee he's always very particular about his coffee um and yeah I didn't get fat I wasn't a fucking fat ass um getting mcdonald's and olive garden uh once a week every week <laughs> he was very anal about a lot of things actually so far it's been so good but uh he is very particular about a lot of things, not just his food, not just about his rituals. Um cuz I, you know, I don't know, cuz he was an only child like me with no real father figure and I kind of almost feel like as an adult I almost respect a lot of his like neuroticism now. I can almost see myself adopting that the same kind of qualities or at least ways of thinking. I can kind of respect it. Um, but at the time it was annoying cause I was still a fucking kid. So, you know, it was, it was this idea of him imposing more adult structures, um, and expectations. That's the thing It's like, you can have the structure, but then to actually fully expect me to always like follow through on that was what was, uh, unreasonable and, and frustrating about having him as a stepfather. Um, you know, he, he was like, he's very paranoid. He was very paranoid about like people were out to get him. I don't know. Like he wasn't schizo. Um, But now as an adult, I almost feel like he might be prone or might be developing some sort of, you know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell in this day and age with, with Q, with Q and all that happening. But he, uh, uh, the one big thing I always remember that really pissed me off. And that was such a big deal was he, um, like he would get like a golf ball, like something like he got a dent in the side of his car and there was like an imprint of a golf ball right in the door. And he didn't know where it came from. He didn't, he doesn't go golfing or anything. And it's like, we don't live near anything golf related. It just, you know, I'm sure he just parked it somewhere and it, golf ball hit his car. You know, I don't think it was like a targeted like attack. It was just this one off ball. Like, it's the smallest dent too. It doesn't look like it was like right next to your car and just smacked it into it. It just looked like maybe somehow, it you know, a ball flew into his car, but he took it upon himself to go around our neighborhood door to door alone. Uh, just asking, Hey, does your kid play golf? You know, or like, hey, I think you you, did you mention your, you know, your husband plays golf or like something like that. And he literally just went around and uh, interrogated our neighbors, uh, thinking that perhaps one of them had smacked a golf ball into his car. Uh, I don't know if you ever anything came of that. I'm sure he also reported it to the police. Um, So there's like things like that and then i had a neighbor who lived behind our house he we like shared a backyard our backyards kind of blended together but ours was like on like a it was elevated over there so we were kind of always looking down into their backyard it was kind of weird um but he was like my friend like we would hang out and ride the bus together and whatever whatever we would play and he he played baseball and he sometimes would practice like just like teeing a little you know not t-balling, but, you know, he would, he would practice like hitting the ball a little bit. He wasn't like smacking it, you know, but just like to get his form down. And, uh, one day he, there was like a dent or something. There was some kind of like small crack or something in the siding of our house, you know, not a window, not a, you know, nothing significant, not even something that we would have, I think anyone would have really noticed, um, if they weren't as, you know, anal is my, my stepdad, but it was like in the corner of the house, a small, like there's like a cracked something, you know, I don't know. Could have been from anything. It could have been like a bird running into the house. I don't know. But immediately he gets this idea that it's because my neighbor is, is smacking golf balls into our yard, into our house, to our house. And instead of like confronting them directly they he he went over their heads and 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 called the landlord because they didn't own the house, they were renting it. And he 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 knew their the landlord personally, I guess, or something, and maybe not. He just found the number, maybe. And uh and called and, and like reported this thing and basically was like trying to get this fa- this and he this family of like six evicted because because he had this hunch that uh, that he was hitting golf balls and one of them had maybe hit our house, with no evidence, right? So he's just that kind of guy. It's like it's it's just weird how how hard they go to get it's like he acts like a fucking child, and I think that's why him and my mom got along is like they were both very. Um, I didn't mention this, but you know when when something's wrong, they have to make a point about getting it fixed right away. And it's not like, I'm not saying I'm not presenting that in a good way. It's, it's one of those things where like, you know, like an olive garden, you know, if it's just like a little bit too cold or something, I get, you can ask for it like one time or whatever, but, or you can ask to get it fixed, but they're the type to like really, really milk it. You know, they're the type to make, they want, they want you to like get on your knees and beg for forgiveness and like, you know, give them all this free shit and and, and make it, make it right. And otherwise they're going to, they act like fucking children. They like stomp their feet and like huff. They literally like huff and puff um, and try to like make you, it, it's like ultimate guilt trippy, but like they're adults. And, and, you know, my I already mentioned my mom does that to me in a weird way and just gets guilt trippy. But I think uh, Rob, Rob had his own way of doing it as well, except he was just a big white man. So maybe he had more had more effect, I don't know, than a little Asian woman. Um, So yeah, that always pissed me off. That always pissed me off. And that's not, those are just isolated occasions, but like in so many different ways, so many different, like I'm sure he did that at McDonald's. He did that, you know, at my school. Um, He just was so fucking weird. And then I, like I can never have friends over because the dude hated kids. So like I'd have friends over who were like you know acted like kids who were who like had parents that let them act like kids at home you know and so when they would come over my so so for some reason he would expect them to act just like me um and when they didn't he basically treated them as if like they were his own kids and would like curse them out he would like scold other people's children who are my friends uh for doing things like you know being too loud and like really like let them have it like really like screaming at them like this is my house like you know you gotta follow my rules in my house um i had a cousin who's like my best friend my best friend and cousin like throughout my childhood um and he came over like in middle school uh it was when he had moved to vegas but was visiting pennsylvania and he was staying with us for like the summer, I think, or like at least a couple months or something. And you know, we just stick around and just play video games. That's all we did at the time. And um, but we stay up late. That's the thing is like he was. We, we used to we were used to staying up late and just like you know until like four or five in the morning. Um, but Rob had a strict bedtime for us, which isn't you know I guess in retrospect is like reasonable. I don't know. He just wanted it to be quiet so he could like go to bed, but uh i remember like you know nico would my cousin he would just get up and like go eat because he would get hungry at like two or three in the morning before he went to bed and like rob would have a big you know that'd be a big deal for him is like you know you should be sleeping like you should be in bed you can't you're not allowed to eat right now because you're hungry and i remember that that the time that happened that he called his dad like in vegas and was like yeah you got he's got to go like he's got to go home like he called him at like three or four in the morning or whenever this happened and I was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta send, uh, gotta get your son out of here. So it's always really, it's always really weird. He's right. Ra- oh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't mention that he's racist too. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. You know, my mom's Filipino and dark. So I don't know if he just likes Asians, but, um, or just likes women, Asian women specifically, but, my good friends who would come over my best friends at the time were also half minorities. One was half Filipino, but looked way more Filipino than me. And the other was half black and looked, uh, way more black than me. Uh, and he looked like, he actually looked like Corbin blue and like a high school musical, um, like same hair and cute face and everything. Um, looks good with the basketball, but you know, my, my stepdad was specifically, at least more known to be racist towards black people, you know, used, uh, N word with a hard R. He used the hard R casually, not to them. There weren't, there weren't many black people in our town, but, uh, just, you know, in conversation, he'd be like those, those hard R's. Uh, I guess that's why I'm racist now. Just kidding. That's, uh, I would have been racist otherwise. Um, so, yeah, he never liked my... I, I could just never have friends, you know. But he worked second shift. He'd be gone when I got home from school. But he would leave half an hour before I got home. So I'd have the house to myself most of the time. But on the weekends, I can never, like... We can never do fucking anything. So I'd always have to go to someone else's house, which was fine. It was better. Um, but, yeah, he just was like really paranoid and really kind of a loner. And I feel like now I'm growing into that persona a little bit, he's just really into cats. He would just like, he always had cats and would feed stray cats. And we would always just have a million of them just like hanging out at our house. Um, and now that's the life I live, except I don't have, I, I'm just looking for my Asian wife to uh, complete me. Um, and we never really had a bad, like, I guess it was bad at some points. It was mostly the fights that he would have with my mom. And I think they would fight about me and the things they would fight about were just things, results of me being a kid, of me growing up and him not like liking the way I was, you know, being age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. You know, I just wasn't being an adult fast enough for him. Things like that. Um, and uh, I, my mom tried to leave him a couple times. I don't think he was ever like physically abusive. There's just a lot of just like verbal, like dumb shit. But it feels like my mom kind of got him whipped in a way that like the way my mom describes it really is that she's I think she's convinced him to that he has no one else. She's she's convinced him that he'll die alone. Um, if he doesn't like suck it up and learn to like live with with under my mom's conditions or or whatever it may be. Uh, and it's weird because I've seen that dynamic now and uh, yeah, it's kind of like he's definitely, he's definitely whipped, but they're older too. He might just not be as angry, but um, they marry when I was like three or, or not three, I was only like third or fourth grade. Um, and as far as I know, it was never like, I don't remember ever being that like loving of a relationship. It was definitely a weird uh, uh, impression. Like they were always very standoffish. I think it felt like they had been married for like 30 years within the first like couple years of their marriage of them living together too. And I think they only slept in the same bed for like a year or two after we moved to do a new house and as far as I knew, they basically, we had, we had extra bedrooms in the house and my mom basically had her own, uh, bedroom and, um, her own living room. We had a living room and a den and, uh, he would stay in the main and she would, uh, she had her own TV and couch and in the den. Uh, and I think it's still like that now and they still, they still sit apart and sleep apart. Um, but I think they still go to Olive Garden together once in a while, and still go to motorcycle meets. But super weird, super weird dynamic to uh, to witness. I think a very very weird impression of a of relationship. Um, I guess in a way they were good. I used to I used to hate them. I used to hate them. Uh, clearly, uh, it probably sounds not that bad so far. But like the, most of this time, I've I've sp- I spent brooding and like hating him really truly resenting that i had to live with him um and i used to journal about it uh, i used to journal like starting in like sixth or seventh grade and i i used to journal about my dreams and then I eventually i just started being angsty and wanting to like journal about my life and so i did i did and i kept a journal uh i remember it, it was tucked between like the side of my bed and the wall and i thought that was a good hiding spot apparently not and apparently it wasn't and one day i uh i was in the garage and he rob spent most of his time there working on whatever motorcycle bullshit tinkering and i remember i was looking for batteries or something and i opened a drawer um, like a tool chest and just randomly and one of them was uh he had photocopied, um, every, every single page of not just one journal. I was just like, it was just notebook paper. It was just like a spiral ring notebook. I had like two of them at that point. And he had photocopied every single page of my journal and had it tucked away in this, in this chest. Um, And it was so weird and I don't really remember the conversation. I just know it was very much like, I remember I I found it and was like, what the fuck? And I went and I took it and I showed my, my mom in the living room. I was like, what is this? And I think she just was like, she like shrugged or something. She was just like, I was like, you don't know anything about this. You know, I don't remember, like there was no like, you know, did you just is this a violation of my like my privacy like i feel like i didn't know i don't i don't remember how that was handled i just remember feeling like what the fuck you know i I can't trust you like i can't trust you or rob this is so weird and i because i remember my journal i would just write things like fuck Rob. i fucking hate rob you know i just talk about how much i hate him and again i think this is something about rob being paranoid that like maybe i was i don't know that was like plotting to like kill him or something i was plotting to like I don't know, like, fuck his life up. I don't know. I don't really know. You know, I don't know what he was gathering this evidence for, why it was necessary to to make copies and then not, you know, and to, to hide it. And, and it's so weird. was super weird. But uh. compared to, like, a lot of the other stuff, it was one of the worst feelings, one of the worst things I think he did. not Instead of just, you know, not just marrying my mom and, you know, uh, ruining a lot of my childhood. It was it was something about that, something about that, because I don't think that was my mom's idea. I think that was definitely something he did on his own accord that my mom was aware of. Um, yeah, you know, and that's around the time I was having a lot of issues already, and that was a lot, that was around that time when my mom was already talking about how much how she wanted me to have a um, movement with my with my dad and and stuff. Like eighth, ninth grade, tenth grade. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, as an adult, I I really do. I really appreciate him. I actually really appreciate that he exists now. Now that I don't live with them, uh, ever. Well, ever since, really, ever since they. My mom, since they had me move out, I actually really appreciate that he's there because otherwise my mom would be alone. You know, it takes it takes the pressure off of me, like, having to check on my mom because she goes through phases of, like, not texting me or not responding to my calls or, like, no one's heard from her. But, you know, I pretty much know if anything happened, Rob would call me. We're not, like, on a, on a, on a friendly basis. We don't, like, text regularly or, like, update each other on things. But... I just know that, like he's on top of whatever my mom's doing, you know, and would would tell me if something happened, and so that that's like a huge weight off my shoulders. It's not something I asked him to do or anything. It's just like that's just how it is you know once once my mom started cold shouldering me a lot into my teens and twenties, you know he was always not that anything has happened, but I just have that peace of mind, um and that he takes care of her, you know. So I see the value in him now, but uh, the investment of having had him as a stepdad for that many years, uh, I'm not sure if it balances out. Uh, But again, you know, whatever, I'm here. (laughs) And, you know, as I see him, I, I, I worry that he'll actually be I have a feeling he'll be the parent that uh, outlives, he'll outlive my my biological parents. I have this weird feeling. I have this weird feeling that he'll be the one to grow much older and grow much more irrational and uh, belligerent and paranoid and need lots of help. He'll be the one I have a feeling. And I will do that. I will do that. I will take care of him. But he's already kind of slipping a little bit. He's not full QAnon like my dad. I think he brushes uh he rubs elbows with that crowd, maybe. He is he is a he is MAGA. He is he does like Trump, but um he is more of a an InfoWars guy. I found out. He used to be um even growing up, I remember he had a lot of uh like nine eleven truth conspiracy like movies. He would buy like DVDs and stuff online and read books about nine eleven truth. Um, which it's weird because, you know, I think for the longest time, like you would look at nine eleven conspiracy theories as like pretty kooky. And I think that's by design. I think it's you know someone wanted you to think nine eleven truth theories were 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 fucky, right? But now in like like twenty years later, it's actually pretty. It's pretty normal to be somewhat like weird and skeptical about what happened with nine eleven. Like not like totally. You're not denying that the towers ever fell. Not nothing like that. But I just mean like you know, there's something. There is something wrong there. There is something wrong there. There's something. There's something bigger happening there. I don't think that's very uncommon. I think that's that's pretty common. I think that's not. And it's not really that taboo to say. So. Who knows? Who knows what he's saying right now could be could be like that nine eleven. What everyone says about COVID, what he says about COVID. Uh, what was funny is that he was actually he's also always been like a doomsday prepper. Like we have a basement full of just non-perishables. And we don't have a bunker, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has his own separate bunker somewhere. So there's some peace of mind for me, too, that I don't prep anything. I don't really give a fuck. But if I wanted to, I could it sounds like I could go to mom's basement and and hang out and, and and enjoy their Costco Kirkland water if I needed it. Um their gallon it's literally like half the basement is just 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 stacks of water. It's crazy. And Campbell's chunky soup. So just diarrhea for the rest of your life if you uh if you camp out with him. Um but yeah he's always been on that that grind a little bit and we don't really text or like call or anything. It's not, it's, it's very much like a, we're hyper efficient communicators. It's only purely out of necessity, but starting like in 2020 pre pandemic, it was like January, I think it was D- December, actually December 19. Uh, He like was texting me just like, you know, kind of weirdly, like not cryptic, but just like, felt like something was wrong, you know, cause he was texting me like, you know, may the Lord bless you, please be safe, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is there something I didn't ask? I was just like, there seems like there's something going on in his head. Like he thinks something's the big, something big is going to happen. And then January, February, 2020, he was texting me like, yo, Gabe, like you should check this out. Like this might be big. Just so like, you know, just FYI, like this whole, cause he was reading about the first, you know, COVID cases in China. Um, and the potential for for outbreak. And he was just like, huh, I think this might be it. And then yeah, and then March came and he's like, he started sending me like InfoWars. <laughs> he's I remember it was like, Gabe, check this out. Smoking gun proof. Uh COVID's a hoax. And and then he just sent me, it wasn't a specific link, it was just uh it was just Infowars.com. Like there was no, it wasn't a specific article, it wasn't a specific like anything. He just started sending me like Infowars.com just straight up to Alex Jones, uh, which I thought was so funny. And I knew, I think he had been into it before, but I think now he was like COVID times. He was really, really fully into it. Um, and that was like most of 2020. It was just him sending me, uh, Infowars links, smoking gun proof, blah, 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 like anti-COVID stuff. And that's kind of where he is now. But, um, I, I do I am curious about his politics now. I, I always kind of ignored him because I was always kind of weird about you know he doesn't he doesn't believe in banks, which I kind of understand now I, I used to think it was weird that he didn't like save his money in a bank. he used to just uh cash he just had cash in the house <clears throat> like cash and gold or um, precious metals and uh stocks and he would like follow stock markets pretty closely. So I feel like we would relate a lot more. Now that I kind of understand, I kind of understand his paranoia now, you know, not, not the ones about his car being hit or whatever by the neighbors, but like more about just like the general, like there there are people that are, you know, manipulating everything that happens around you. And that's kind of always been true, but not something I've ever cared to be that aware of or put energy into, but I can see when when you're old, old you're an old man and you got nothing else going on, just you and your cats and your wife that hates you, like why wouldn't you get into that? Why wouldn't you get into conspiracy theories? Why wouldn't you start thinking uh about all the things that are really wrong? So um that's my stepdad. That's Rob. He's out there. He's out there, and there's uh, there's plenty of them. He's not the only one. He is not the only one. Uh, I'll leave you with this note. This is something he used to put on his, uh, he, <laughs> he would use the laminator and printer at work to print out signs for us, various uh, uh, affirmations, reminders, sayings, And he would display them uh, in his car, uh, on the fridge, in the bathroom. Just, Just, you know, printer paper, laminated, big text, all caps. Take your vitamins. Clean up your mess in the bathroom. That was for me. I used to wash my face and get water everywhere. Doors locked. Cats fed? Question mark. (coughs) <coughs> friends don't let friends vote Democrat um, that's it <laughs> that's it that's all I got for you so this is this comes for uh in honor of Rob's abstinence from porn for probably 20, going on 20 years, I think. So this comes for him. This is the come for all the other comes that he hasn't had. Hopefully he gets one more, you know, one more before he dies. If I take care of him, I'll make sure that happens. I'm going to make sure that I can uh, make that happen for him on his deathbed. <laughs> I'm <sighs> <sighs> um, Geraldo Rivera. Check me out. I'm on Instagram. Geraldo Rivera 2024, all underscores. I'm also on many vids if you want to watch my videos or the same videos, except you can pay for them instead. Uh, I'm on OnlyFans. nothing special in there yet. We'll see. (laughs) It's mostly just uncensored versions of some videos. Uh, I am on Twitter. I don't use it at all, but you feel free to do that. If you want you freak, you fucking idiot. Uh, And I will be streaming live, doing cam shows on StreamMate starting next week. Um, Hit me up for the link, or you can just look up uh, Geraldo Rivera on StreamMate, or use my Cam Models link, which is in my bio on Xvideos. Feel free to hit me up. I'm doing customs, doing custom jerk-offs, custom pillow humping, whatever you want. I'll do, I'll pretty much do whatever. I'm your little slut. I'm your little slut. I'll do it all except I don't show butthole. Maybe for the right price. No one's offered it to me yet though, but for the right price, I will show butthole. I don't know why you'd want that, but, uh, I'm sure you can imagine what it looks like. (laughs) Um... But yeah, just hit me up. I'm not desperate yet. I got money saved up, but uh, you'll stay tuned. I think you'll see me getting more and more desperate as uh, the months pass. Once we get to the summer, you'll start seeing me uh, struggle. So if you're into that, if that's what what gets you off is financial trouble, um, definitely stay tuned. If you'd like to see my life crumble before your eyes via podcast, via Coomcast, stay tuned. Thought about shaving my head recently. I think, uh, I'm glad I didn't do that, but uh, I'm sure that thought isn't going to leave my head anytime soon. I think that's going to perhaps stay. It's going to linger. All these luscious locks gonna shave everything actually <laughs> i'm gonna rebrand a little bit i'm just gonna shave off all my hair i know i said everything was going full bush and porn but uh i changed my mind i think it's gonna be everything clean everything waxed i'm gonna wax my entire body Oh my God. Oh my fucking god. Fuck. Fucking God. Okay. Okay. It's time to go to bed. Lights out, sport. Lights out, bud. Good night, champ. Good night, bud.